This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam from Thrive Financial Services, who have been featured on Fox, ABC, NBC, The Wall Street Journal, and more. Saving for retirement is a great start, but it's what you do with this money that really matters. What's your strategy to reduce taxes, generate income in retirement, reduce your risk, and get even more from Social Security? This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice about how you can make your money go a lot further in retirement. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Now, here are your hosts, David, Karen, and Brett, along with Joe Krause. We begin this week's edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, along with David Bazaar and Karen Bazaar. Brett Elam is uh, away for the next couple of weeks, but we start, David. Uh, 89% of the people polled yesterday are worried and afraid of inflation. That is such a big number. Yeah, well, the media keeps putting it out there, you know, every single day. So it's definitely a big number, no doubt about it. And true. Yeah. Again, you know, we talked about it on our last show that, you know, Fed, uh, Fed Chair Powell mentioned the word transitory. Right. So we don't want to get messed up with um, not understanding what transitory means. So it doesn't mean temporary, but it means that that, you know, that escalation that we just saw in May and June and the numbers will come out for, you know, for July um, is not going to continue on that type of a trajectory. It'll stabilize. But we do have to remember we're not going back. Right. We're not going back to kind of that, quote unquote, zero percent inflation. Uh, a lot of times when we do our analysis for retirement stress, uh, we use a historical number, which is closer to that 3% number. But it's back, and you can see it, I'm sure, Joe. You know, I know you head down the shore frequently. Um, gas stations, right? I mean, food at the grocery store, yep, airline tickets. Rest- I mean, restaurant. you know, for me, Joe, you, you know, people on radio can't see me, um, but, you know, <laughs> restaurants are important, you know. I didn't get this physique by, you know, not attending restaurants. But uh, the portions are getting smaller and the prices are going up. So definitely, Joe, we know we know inflation's here. You've got a great show today to, uh, to cover for our listening audience. We always do. I promise you it will be educational. We've got a great special guest that's going to join us uh, in segment two and segment three. Let's kick off. What do your IRA, 401k, Social Security, and investment income, what are those categories? What do they have in common? Good way to start today, I think. Yeah, today... Uh, we're going we're gonna to elevate the show. So I really encourage uh, our listening audience to stick in there throughout the entire show. Like you mentioned, Joe, uh, we've got one of our team members that we work with when it comes to tax planning services, uh, Tim Gertz, who is uh, one of the partners and CPA over at ProVision Wealth Strategies. Um, so he's going to be speaking. He's going to cover some really, really interesting stuff. And uh, Karen and I are going to cover a little bit in this first segment and then the last segment leading up to give people a good understanding of the impact. So you asked the question, Joe, what do IRAs, 401ks, Social Security benefits, investment income have in common? What they have in common is they could all get clobbered by taxes when you retire leaving you with a fraction of what you thought your nest egg actually was going to be. So if you hear things today that are appealing, intriguing, you've got questions, as always, you can give us a call at 215-798-9088 
or go to our website at thrivefinancialservices.com and there'll be tons of resources related to today's show. So here's, here's the deal, right? There are countless ways that you could trigger higher taxes in retirement. They include, like when you start to withdraw money from your IRA or 401k, either because you need it or required minimum distributions are kicking in, you could, um, you could trigger higher taxes when you file for Social Security. You can, um, like I mentioned, you know, when required minimum distributions start, or when you're just managing stock dividends and other types of um, investment income. But believe it or not, and this is the key part, you actually have more control over this process of controlling taxes than you actually may think. And if you take advantage of some of the defensive tax planning strategies that we're talking about on the show today, you actually could dramatically reduce or even possibly eliminate these taxes when you retire. So again, really looking forward to our guest, uh, Tim. He's going to be covering things, and, and this is going to be new for folks. So again, I really, this may be a little bit of a brain sprain, but I think it's going to be incredibly value, uh, a lot of value for it, because with these new potential tax changes com- coming up, Tim's going to talk about Roth IRAs and maybe conversions, things that are called grantor retained annuity trusts, charitable lead annuity trusts, and this is an interesting one, intentionally defective grantor trusts. That's an actual acronym. You know, that's the name of an actual trust structure that with the current tax law environment and how volatile it is, these could be things that really benefit when those tax law changes occur. So again, we talk about taxes and taxes and retirement specifically. And conventional wisdom claimed that you will have lower taxes when you retire. But we found this to be wishful thinking at best, right? Your taxes could actually be much higher. And we have these trillion-dollar stimulus packages that, yes, their intentions is to help Americans get through this current economic crisis, but it could also have unintended consequences that nobody's talking about. There could be collateral damage from these trillion-dollar stimulus packages. And it's not free, right? Someone's going to have to pay for it. And it's gonna, gonna, it's probably going to come out from making higher taxes in the near future. And unfortunately, these taxes could hit as millions of baby boomers are tapping into their IRAs and 401ks and type of incomes like that. So we're not going to get out of this COVID situation free and someone's going to end up paying for it. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, Karen, the, the retirees who are tapping into their IRA, it may be the first time. Right. Right. And that's, we forget about that. And these higher taxes really could decimate the retirement savings that we have built out. See, here, here's what happens, right? We sometimes have short-term memory. And for many decades, Joe, in this country, tax rates were much higher than they are today. The conventional wisdom says you should seek to lower your taxable income when working and then spend taxable savings in retirement when, the, when you're in a lower tax bracket. This way, you could contribute to your pre-tax 401k or IRAs at a higher tax bracket now and withdraw money at lower rates. So here's what we know. 
tax rates are at a hundred year low, and therefore they are definitely with what Karen said about stimulus. They're likely to go much higher in the future. And then thanks to the coronavirus, with all the stimulus, the relief spending, um, we've got so much debt. I mean, it's over 130 to 140 percent above uh, of our GDP. It's never been like that before. So again, all the indicators are certainly there. Um, the taxes are going to go up. So planning for that, right? We talk constantly on the show the difference between being a tax planner versus being a tax procrastinator. We're not talking about just tax preparation. We're talking about doing active, proactive type strategies where you can ultimately have impact at the end of the day. So here's what I would recommend. Uh, give us a call at 215-798-9088. We've got a wonderful um, brochure that we've created for everybody, which talks about taking control of your tax planning now. People can download that for free. It's about 12 or 13 pages. It's got spectacular detail to it. And again, at Thrive Financials, right? ThriveFinancialServices.com. Just go to the website. You'll be able to download it or call us at 215-798-9088. And a little bit later on in the show, I'll give you updated information about one workshop coming up next week, Taxes in Retirement. So stay tuned for that. On the other side of the commercial break, as promised, our special guest, Tim Gertz, back in a moment. And welcome back, everyone, to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, along with David Bazaar and Karen Bazaar. Brett Elam off for this week and next week, but then uh, we'll return. We transition into, as promised, uh, David and Karen, a very, very special guest joining us for the next two segments, uh, Tim Gertz, uh, who is a partner with ProVision, a CPA located in Tempe, Arizona, uh, has been part of working with thrive um, for a good history, a good successful uh, history. And I know before we welcome Tim into the show, I know this dialogue started with Tim uh, back in March of this year about getting him on to the radio show. So I am glad now, uh, four months later or whatever it is, uh, that we're able to say welcome in, Tim, to Roadmap to Retirement, uh, the radio show. I like to think this is the number one financial show in the Philadelphia region, and I thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Tim. So we're uh, again, we're certainly excited, and you know, we've spoken, you know, frequently, and um, you know, talked about the different types of strategies um, that would help our financial planning clients. And you know, you've shared a lot with us, but you know, with our company and us personally, and all of that. And I thought it was going to be a great opportunity because uh, we recently spoke about some of these potential tax law changes. And uh, as someone who's got a you know stellar history of you know being in the business and a real student of how the you know the tax laws change, and certainly keeping yourself up to speed with the best ways um, you know to help people mitigate that, we're really looking forward. So hey, why? Why don't you just jump in and talk about some of those potential tax changes and then maybe some of the tools that our listeners could start thinking about and find out whether or not you know, those are suitable re um, uh, remedies or solutions in helping them navigate their retirement during or, or taxes during their retirement. 
Definitely. So we're kind of in an unprecedented time because it, we're talking a lot about tax law changes, not only in current tax law, you know, in income tax, but also in estate tax planning. Um, there's been a lot of bills introduced as of late to try to focus in on transfer of wealth and taxing that transfer of wealth in addition to increasing taxes during your, you know, during your lifetime. And so, you know, we pair that with the current economic environment that we're in with inflation, with, you know, low interest rates and everything. And there really is a storm coming. When is that storm coming? We don't necessarily don't know. Don't know if it's going to happen in 2021. But, you know, there seems to be a lot of push in the direction of higher income tax rates and higher estate tax in the future. So with that being said, you know, an ultimate goal in this environment, the low interest rate environment is, you know, to look to pay taxes now and not pay taxes later. And also, you know, another opportunity is to transfer wealth now and not transfer wealth later. Because most people know and, you know, there is a lot of discussion of this idea of retroactive, you know, taxes. Um, you know, that's something that I don't necessarily see happening. I don't see them being able to pull taxes back into the current year as far as, you know, raising income tax rates or lowering that income tax, um, or sorry, estate tax rate um, gift threshold without being proactive because it would be considered unconstitutional to retroactively tax people. Um, and so ultimately, I think everything we've got to look at is what's going to happen in the future and not be so concerned with what's going to potentially retroactively happen. Um, so a couple opportunities with this, especially from an income tax standpoint, would be ultimately to look at what assets we have currently today and how can we protect those assets. And with that, you know, a lot of people have retirement accounts, traditional accounts, 401ks um, and the like. And one of the things that we look at doing is converting, converting these assets to non-taxable assets in the future. And that would be a conversion to a Roth. And, you know, the nice thing about a Roth is, again, it grows tax-free and all of the income is going to be tax-free when you pull it out. You don't have to worry about required minimum distributions. So with a traditional IRA, you've got this issue where once you get to that certain age threshold, you, you have to take money out and it's going to be subject to tax no matter what. And so one of the planning opportunities is to roll into a Roth so that you don't have to worry about taking money out. And so you can take that money out when you want to take that money out. Another nice thing with a Roth is there's no inherited tax on a Roth because it has already been taxed and that money has already been taxed during your life. Your beneficiaries don't have to worry about paying tax on that when you pass away. And so a Roth strategy would be you know, ultimately to convert today and use effective proactive tax planning in the current year to be able to convert, but also be able to drive down your current income level through deductions, charitable giving, things of that nature, so that you're not necessarily paying high tax today on that money, but you're getting that money as after-tax dollars, not pre-tax dollars, going into a retirement account that will grow tax-free forever. 
Another nice thing about a Roth is, you know, we talked about estate tax planning. What that does is it ultimately takes your estate and it has your current estate pay the taxes so that you don't have to worry about that value being includable in your estate when you pass away. So you're ultimately doing two things with the Roth conversion. You're paying the tax today, so you don't have to pay the tax down the road at a potentially higher tax rate, but you're also using your current assets to pay the tax so that your estate doesn't have to worry about taxation upon death. So a Roth is a really good opportunity with you know, with current retirement accounts, if they're traditional 401k, if you have that availability and opportunity to be able to take dollars today and pay tax on them and not have to worry about paying tax, taking distributions, anything of that nature in the future. Yeah, Tim. So that, you know, again, for our listening audience, you know, you're um, you're you're with a common theme that we here at Thrive are constantly, you know, sharing with people. Now, one of the things that we do hear sometimes and I think maybe it's okay to address on the show is, you know, we have that group of people who maybe have a little bit of a skeptical or even maybe a bit of a cynical approach. You know, as as a tax professional for the time that you've been doing this, uh, Tim, um, what do you what do you say to somebody who goes well? What if they change the Roth rules? What do you think the chances are? Um, because that may be something that prohibits people from moving forward because they're concerned about that. There's been discussions. So I'm about 20, 22 years in practice, and ever since I was you know came into practice, there's been two discussions that's been happening. Number one is they're going to change the the rules on retirement accounts. They're going to take retirement accounts. They're going to start you know nationalize retirement accounts. And the second one has been they're going to tax you know t- tax Social Security, Medicare on S corporations. Those are two things that have been brought up in the current, you know, in the current tax law changes. It's something that always happens. Um, I think what you're going to end up seeing is that there's going to be overarching, you know, dissension if that were to happen. And, you know, ultimately, I think that's what really kills any changes to Roth or to, you know, to traditional um, IRA or retirement account rules is that there's just, you know, the goal is to get people to save. Um, we are a consumer-based economy, and, you know, a lot of our, our dollars every day go into consumption. That's why they, you know, came up with the, you know, with the benefits or with the CARES Act, um, you know, dollars that they printed that went into the economy because they knew that they would be consumed. And so, ultimately, the goal of the of, of the government and the reason for tax laws as an incentive-based model to incentivize people to do things. And with the SECURE Act, they changed some things. Um, IRAs, you know, used to be age limit, you know, have age limit caps on them. They got rid of that age limit caps. Um, You know, their goal, they're trying to, you know, the Biden plan has been to you know, equalize the benefit to put into a retirement account with this 20.5% credit instead of just the deduction. You know, their goal is to get people to save. And so I don't think that there's ever going to be a time where they make it prohibitive to put money into a traditional or a Roth account because 
if they do that, ultimately they're going to be in a situation where they're going to have to figure out how to care for people as they get older. Our special guest on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, Tim Gertz, partner, CPA uh, of ProVision. Tim, we have about 90 seconds until we get into the break. Uh, One question of clarity uh, for me and perhaps for the listening audience. In your reference of the Roth IRA, there was a second component to your mention when you were talking about Roth that dealt with the estate. Can you explain that or hit that one more time before we get into the commercial break? Definitely. So with, with Ross, well, with anything, you know, your assets that you have today are going to be includable in your estate when you pass away. So one of the goals with estate planning is to get as much assets out of your estate today so that they're not includable at death. And so if we have a traditional IRA, and that traditional IRA is worth a million dollars, you know, and we have the $400,000 to pay the tax on that, you know, that $1.4 million is going to be includable in your estate if you pass away. But if you do a Roth conversion and you ultimately have that million dollars converted to a Roth and you pay the tax, which you have to pay outside of the plan, you pay the traditional $400,000 in tax. Well, now your estate is only a million dollars. So you essentially got rid of $400,000 you paid the tax today with estate dollars to avoid your estate having to pay the tax down the road because the estate tax is far greater than the income tax. So an estate tax rate, you know, we're at 45%. So if you have money includable in your estate, it could be taxed at 45%. And so that's one of the plans is to, you know, one of the goals with estate planning to always drive down the value of your estate. Good stuff from Tim Gertz joining us here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. We'll get to a quick commercial break. Back with Tim Gertz, David Bazaar, and Karen Bazaar on the other side. Back in a moment. And back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Here's the information for the one workshop on Tuesday, the 17th of August. Taxes in retirement. It's at the Pinecrest Country Club. Uh, in Lansdale, start time 7 p.m. Must pre-register for the workshop. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com. Yeah, uh, so that was a great segment that we just came off of. You know, a really powerful explanation. Yeah, I hope you don't mind me asking that question. I think it was a great question. Yeah, Yeah, it was a very good question. Because here's the thing, Joe. You know, a lot of people listening heard the word estate taxes, right? And some people very quickly default to the thought, hey, you know what? I don't think estate taxes are going to be applicable for my retirement situation. And what we have is we've got two situations occurring, a proposal to change the thresholds. So the amount of an estate that somebody has, as well as the rate for the tax, So that's one thing that's happening. The other thing that people forget about is you're thinking about your investments today. Yeah, Maybe they don't qualify today, but with the statistic that if you've got a married couple age 65, there's a significant chance one of those spouses is going to reach the age of 92. So if you think about, hey, I retired at 65, I got somebody who may live to 92, 
That's a lot of years of growth in a specific portfolio. So you may not think it's applicable today, but you got to think about it may be applicable in the future because of those two things. So Tim's really going to talk about some interesting strat. Like these are really good strategies to help plan, that proactive planning on how to mitigate those types of taxes. So, Tim, can you start to share with us some of those things that uh, we use for our clients, you use for your clients to help people with estate planning? Absolutely. So, there, there are different... So, we're going... These, are, these have some income tax planning opportunities within them, but most of these are really estate planning opportunities. And, and there are a different types of trust. One is called a grantor retained annuity trust. One is called a charitable lead annuity trust. And then the other one is an intentionally defective grantor trust. Um, the grantor retained annuity trust is just that. It is a trust where you put assets into that trust and you retain the annuity. And then after that annuity plays out, the principal or whatever is remaining passes to your beneficiaries tax-free. And so with that, what we have to look at is we have to look at the current, you know, and why these, why this one and the charitable lead annuity trusts are such great planning opportunities today is because of the low interest environment that we're in. So when we do a grant to retain annuity trust or a charitable lead annuity trust, we have to look at what the prescribed interest rate is for the IRS, and we must maintain a earning potential above that. Currently, that interest rate is 1.2%. So what that means is that our assets within that, within that trust has to earn at least 1.2% to be viable. And if it earns anything above 1.2%, it's beneficial for us. And so when we look at like a grant or retained annuity trust, what we're doing is we're taking assets and we really want to look at assets that are going to be extremely appreciating assets. So we want to look at assets that we think are going to grow in the next 10, 15, 20 years, whatever that might be, and place those into the estate or sorry, into the trust. And by doing that, what we look at and with the grants for retained annuity trust, we say, we're going to put, let's say $5 million into this trust. And we're going to take an annuity of $500,000 a year over the next 10 years. And then at the end of that 10 years, that whatever's remaining is going to transfer to our beneficiaries. And in putting that into trust, what we're going to do is we're going to look at what is the current value of what we expect the transfer to be. And the cool thing with the grant to retain annuity trust is we have the ability to put assets. So let's say we don't need the income today. We can put assets into that trust and we can step up what we get every year. So we have the ability to go up 20% each year. So let's say we don't need that money today, but in five years, we're going to need to live off of the annuity that comes out of it. So we'll start at a low rate and we'll step up 20% every single year to year 10. And let's say those assets grow 8%, not 1.2%. Well, what we're essentially doing is we're saying, okay, the value of what we're going to transfer today is, let's just say, $100,000 because we've taken the calculation, we've done the calculation, and after our annuity, 
what's going to be remaining based on that 1.2% is 100,000. That's our gift. We've now taken what we assume to be $100,000 out of our estate. We've done a gift tax return. So now we've taken it out of our estate. Well, let's say at the end of 10 years, it's actually grown at 8% and that value is $1.2 million. Well, we've just given our heirs $1.2 million and we only paid or took advantage of $100,000 of our estate tax credit. So that's a cool opportunity to, you know, to look at, especially with highly appreciated assets. Um, the other one really to look at, it's very similar, is the charitable lead annuity trust. So let's say we don't necessarily, we're, we're very charitable, we want to give money to, the, to charity, but we also want to make sure that our beneficiaries receive our assets or debt. Same type of principle, we put a, a, you know, a lump of appreciated assets into this trust, and the annuity actually goes to the, tr or to the charity. And when I say charity, it can be a foundation, it could be a, a 501c3, it could be a donor-advised fund. But every year, an annuity goes to that charity. And let's take the same example, $5 million over 10 years, and every year we give, you know, let's just say $500,000 to that charity. What we actually get to do in this situation, and it's called a grantor charitable lead annuity trust, is we actually get to pull the net present value of all the charitable giving into the current year. So let's parlay that with the Roth. Let's say we're doing a huge Roth conversion and we have assets that we don't really need the income off of. We've got, you know, IBM stock that's, you know, paying a 6% dividend or whatever it might be. And we've got a huge tranche of that. Well, let's go ahead and put that into a charitable lead trust. Let's take the net present value of that, which let's say it's a million dollars and we're converting a million dollars a Roth. Let's take that a million dollars and let's go ahead and, and deduct that as a charitable deduction and offset our income from the Roth conversion. And again, low income environment, we only need to give the charity a certain amount. Everything that grows above and beyond that goes to your beneficiaries and it goes to your beneficiaries at whatever the net present value of that expected asset is going to be today. And so it's another way to ultimately get assets out of your estate at a very low gift tax rate or gift tax credit and have it go to your beneficiaries down the road at a higher rate tax rate. Yeah, so absolutely. Hey, Tim, can I interrupt you for a second? And uh, two things. One, do you, uh, this is great information, and I think uh, our audience is really going to uh, want to understand it a little bit better. So the first question is, can you stick with us for the fourth segment? Definitely. Awesome, awesome. The next question is, you, you've used twice now, the, you know, in, uh, in both of those trust descriptions, the word annuity. Uh, I am sure there are people listening today that are going to think what you're saying, Tim, is a traditional type of an annuity. But for clarity purposes, aren't you talking about a stream of income from those investable assets, not necessarily an actual annuity? Yes, exactly. It does not have to be an annuity. It could be anything. Um, it just has to provide a rhythmic stream of income to either the charity or the grantor. 
So in your example, if somebody was holding IBM stock that was producing a, you know, a consistent dividend and they were going to draw out X number of dollars consistently on a month-to-month basis, that would satisfy the rules. Exactly. Yes. It just has to be. So with the grant or retained annuity trust, you have to be able to earn more than currently it's 1.2%. And how frequently, Tim, we've got about two minutes left in this segment. How frequently do we see an adjustment to that minimum earnings threshold, that minimum interest rate that we have to earn on the investment? It fluctuates. It fluctuates quarterly. Um, you know, last last year at this time, it was 0.6 percent. Uh, three years at the three years ago at that at this time, it was 3.4 percent. So it. it goes up and it goes down, just like the interest rates go up and down with the Treasury. And so, you know, where we are today is absolutely fantastic because we are so low in that threshold that we have the ability to put assets and and it is memorialized when you contribute. So it's not going to fluctuate throughout the life of the trust. It is the date that you contribute that is locked in place. So if you were to do a charitable or a grantor uh, retained annuity trust at this time, you would just have to ensure that the assets earned over 1.2%. And with the retained grantor retained annuity trust, you know, if you don't, if the assets end up not earning that, it ends up, what it does is it blows up the trust. And so ultimately then the gift is no longer, you know, a perfected gift. And so ultimately, everything just comes back to you. And so you didn't, you didn't qualify and the trust didn't qualify. So it doesn't qualify to pass that to your beneficiaries tax free. So that's really all it is. Our special guest on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show is Tim Gertz, partner CPA with ProVision. David, thank you for asking Tim to stay with us. And Tim, thank you for coming back on the other side of this break. Uh, the information is valuable. And it's it's heavy. It's hard to follow. It's hard to understand. So I appreciate Tim hanging in there uh, for another segment. This is Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Back in a moment. And welcome back, everyone, to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. ThriveFinancialServices.com is a great place for you to go. David, I want to come right back to you. Tim has uh, been kind enough to stay with us. I want to get right back into him. Yeah, I hope uh, folks are taking away a ton of value. This is really great information. And uh, Joe, you just mentioned our website, thrivefinancialservices.com. Folks can go there. It's already on the website. We put on there, take charge of your taxes guidebook. I think it's 12 or 13 pages. It's a great foundation of the things that folks need to be thinking about to make sure that taxes don't become, you know, this tool that really erodes that retirement nest egg. Now, again, like I said at the beginning, we've been talking a little bit about estate planning, a little bit about income tax planning. Tim's going to continue with a couple of more strategies uh, that are using trust structures. And uh, I would really encourage just to listen closely. And if you end up having any questions, you could reach out to us at 215-798-9088. And we could take you by the hand and kind of walk you through the education. And then if it's a suitable situation, we can make sure that you get it done properly. So, Tim, why don't you continue with this knowledge that you're sharing? It's just absolutely phenomenal. 
So, you know, really, you know, before we talked about grant or retain annuity trust and charitable lead annuity trust, which are you know, really designed for estate planning opportunities and, and designed to get assets out of your estate and utilize the income for charity or income for yourself throughout your life. The last really, you know, the, the last kind of trust structure that we have and we have the opportunity to utilize is somewhat best of both worlds. So it is called intentionally defective grantor trust. And what that means is we're intentionally making a defective trust so that all of the income tax benefits or income tax liabilities come back to the grantor. And it's simple to do. Um, you know, most of the state planning attorneys are able to do it. It's really, you know, something that can be done very simply, but really what this does is it gives us the best of both worlds. So it gives us, you know, as I was talking earlier, you know, one of the things that we look to do is to get assets out of our estate and get as much assets out of our estate as possible. What a grantor or intentionally defective grantor trust does, it allows us to gift things to our heirs today and pay the tax liabilities on those assets for the rest of your life. And so a perfect example of this would be if we had, again, let's go back to IBM stock. We have you know, a large amount of IBM stock and we gift that. So let's say it is you know, $5 million of IBM stock and we gift that and we put that into an intentionally defective grantor trust. From an estate tax planning opportunity, we are gifting it. It is a perfected gift. So that asset actually leaves your estate. You no longer have access to that asset and that asset continues to grow. And so let's say it kicks out dividends every year and it appreciates every year. And we hold that asset in trust for the next 20 years. And every year it's kicking out 6% dividends. Well, typically if it wasn't a defective trust, a defective grantor trust, the trust would have to pay tax on those dividends. And so what we end up doing with that is yes, we put $5 million into this trust for our beneficiaries and yes, it's growing at 6% per year, but on that 6%, we're paying trust rates, which after $12,000, we're at 37%, which could be 39.6 next year. And so instead of that, what we're doing is we're taking that tax hit and bringing it to us because it's a defective grant or trust. The income stream for tax purposes flows back to us. So now it's flown back, it is flowed back onto our 1040 and we pick up the tax on that. So now the estate transfer assets continue to grow tax free. So what we're doing is we're not only getting assets out of our estate currently, but we're also reducing our estate every single year because we're paying the taxes on behalf of that trust. And so if we're in a situation like today, where there's an opportunity for them, you know, for, for the, you know, the administration to reduce. And there are a lot of bills right now about the reduction and the reduction of the credit threshold and also the increase in taxes on an estate. You know, it's very paramount to start looking at what we can do to ultimately get our estate down as much as possible. I mean, the current idea is to bring the estate tax threshold down to three and a half million dollars from where it is currently above $11 million. So, you know, as David had said, a lot of people don't think that this is going to affect them, 
But if that goes down to three and a half million dollars, well now a combined estate is at seven million dollars and who knows in 30 years where we're gonna be. And so I think this time today with the uncertainty that we have, not only in income tax, but also in estate tax, it is imperative that we work to do things proactively and make sure that we're looking proactively what we can do today to utilize the tax law of today to make sure that down the road our estate and our income taxes are as low as possible. And with that, you know, I think it would be very imperative that you talk to someone, you reach out to Thrive, you talk to them about what you can do, what opportunities are out there to make sure that you're planning for what could happen, utilizing what is today. Yeah, Tim, that makes that makes a ton of sense. I, I see Karen here. She's she's taking voluminous notes. She's pointing at me constantly. So I know that this is some great information. And Tim, before we we've got about another two minutes here. I you know I've known you now, and I know you to be an amazingly conservative CPA. Um, you know, a lot of people hear what you're talking about. Is this is this a gray area, or is this as clear as day? that these types of strategies are what the IRS allows you to do to mitigate those potential tax bills? This is black and white. So in, in, in our practice, there's no such thing as a gray area. A gray area is just an uneducated area. And so we follow the tax law and we utilize every opportunity that is in the tax law. And for us, it's black and white because we spend the time educating ourselves on what the IRS allows us to do. And, and, you know, again, the tax law is just incentive-based. We're incentivizing people to do things. And these are incentives, number one, incentives to give to charity, the charitable lead annuity trust. You know, number two, the grants are retained annuity trust, the ability to put things into trust for future generations. And so everything that we're doing is based on tax law. And there is no gray area to me. Yeah, Tim, uh, you know, we sync up so well. You know, Thrive is an education-based financial planning firm. We want to, you know, we educate ourselves. We try to communicate that information to the people that we serve. Like you said, there's just no gray areas. This is just good quality information coming from financial professionals to really help that retirement community do it right. So I want to thank you so much for spending time with us. We look forward to having you on some future shows. I'm sure we're going to get a ton of feedback. So, Tim, Gertz, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Great being on. Thank you. Uh, great to have Tim Gertz, partner CPA of ProVision. And wow, does Tim align up perfectly with what we've been saying for five years. Thrive Financial Services. Get yourself educate it and get to the workshop next week at the Pinecrest Country Club. I don't mean so bold, be so bold in saying that, but there's only one next week. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com. That's going to do it for this edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. On behalf of our special guest, Tim Gertz, on behalf of David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and the vacationing Brett Elam. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. 
Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show from Thrive Financial Services. If you're like most Americans, you have more questions than you do answers about what to do with your retirement savings. If you have a question about your IRA or your 401k, pension, or other tax-deferred accounts, if you have a question about reducing taxes, generating income, or filing for Social Security, whatever it is, David, Karen, and Brett are here to help. And often your questions can be answered in a simple phone call. Just call 215-798-9088. 215-798-9088. And so you know, no statements made during Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on any such matters. The information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investment, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed here. David Bazaar, Brendy Lim, and Karen Bazaar of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management are licensed to offer investment advisory services through Thrive Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm, office headquarters located in Fort Washington, and offices of convenience used exclusively for client meetings in Exton, Yardley, and Cherry Hill. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners. If you'd like to learn more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. Today's program has been pre-recorded.